What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Double Down Debates podcast, presented by Open Book Sports and OpenBookSports.com. I'm your host, David Thompson, and if you didn't know, this is the show where we discuss, predict, and debate all the latest happenings in the sporting world. Today, I was joined again by my good friend, Matt Scootman-Jones. We discussed all the NFL division round results, including my painful conversation about my poor Indianapolis Colts. Well, there's always next year, but besides that, then we went on to predict who we think will win the conference championship games and advance on to the Super Bowl. I hope you enjoy. I think it's a good one, and I'll see you on the other side. All right, Matt Jones, thank you for joining me. I am still mourning over the loss of the Colts season. Uh, the Chiefs defeated the Indianapolis Colts last Saturday. Uh, I'm just trying to honestly forget about the game personally. Uh, it was a long, I mean, it was a great season. I'll get, I will get into it, but you know, I'm glad we've, we took a little, we took a little break. Not, we didn't record right after the divisional games ended. It's now, uh, Thursday, the 17th of January, right before the conference games start up this Sunday. Uh, I'm still, still pretty depressed about my Colts losing, but happy you're here. Happy you're joining me. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Good. Just wanted to give you a little bit of space. No, uh, thank to, you. To get your, to get your, uh. My mind right? Out. Yeah. I need you in the right headspace for this podcast. Right. And I appreciate that. I truly <laughs> do. Um, so yeah, we're, I guess, so today we're going to be talking about the divisional games, how those all went down, how my Colts lost, how a few other things happened, which I don't really care about. Well, actually, I, I mean, I do, but um, not as much as my Colts. But, uh, and then we're going to get into this weekend, uh, this Saturday, or then on this Sunday, uh, January 20th, the... Uh, AFC and NFC Conference Championship games are happening, so whoever wins, head in the Super Bowl. Uh, we're probably spending most of our time talking about that, but uh, let's begin uh, with the Colts. <laughs> they play the first game of the divisional round Saturday on January 12th. Uh, we lost, Indianapolis lost, 31-13. I have a few brief thoughts on this. Maybe not so brief, but I have a few thoughts on this. Um, one, it seemed like... This was kind of a classic uh, example of a dome team or a team that plays indoors going to an outside environment where it's snowing and frigid and just looking non like they. I mean, Andrew Luck and company just really did not look like themselves, especially Andrew Luck. I mean, that first drive um, for the Colts, we started with the ball and three and out. We had like four three and outs in a row. It was completely disgusting. Like it was terrible to watch, but. The first drive, Ebron catches an easy one. Like, I mean, it was a little low, but it was like right in his hands, and he dropped it. And then that we could have gotten a first down, and it was just like, oh man, what's going on? Like that was an easy catch. I mean, Ebron's been more of a red zone target and kind of known for drops, just like throughout a normal drive. But that was just disappointing. And Luck was kind of like telegraphing his passes, wasn't really putting a lot of like zip on them just throughout the game. Uh, kind of just a fail to watch and. I mean, I give it uh, give it up to the Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense played, I feel like, the, their best game of the whole season. I mean, I don't know if it was just the Colts' worst offensive game, but their defense is really sh- They're putting a lot of pressure on Luck, and our offensive line's been great all season. So, I mean, kudos to them. Uh, they got a lot of bat balls. Uh, I don't know. And then just, I mean, our defense actually, we held them to 31, which isn't, like, holding them really. But if you had told me the Chiefs had scored 31, like, going into the division round, I'd be like, Okay, like I could work with that. Like I could see that for a scenario, a scenario where we either like win by a little bit or just lose by a little bit. But it ended up being thir- thirty-one to thirteen. Not what I expected. Not what a lot of people expected. It was like a blowout win. I mean, a lot of people were saying like a kind of a shootout in a way, just because the Chiefs' defense was known for being pretty bad and the Colts' offense was really, really, you know, I don't know, picking it up the last like. 10 weeks, literally, and especially going in from the wild card game against the Texans, we had really been doing well in that, especially in the first half against the Texans, but, uh, yeah, disappointing, um, but, I, I mean, now we're gonna get to it later, I'm now full on the Chiefs train, <laughs> I mean, I love Pat Mahomes, he's my favorite player probably outside of the Colts, I hated him that day, but, uh, he's ridiculous, um, he had a great game, I mean, just, he just seemed, well, like, unstoppable on a few drives. What was your uh, take on the Colts, Chiefs? Yeah, well, it did seem like the Colts were just really bad offensively. Like uh, like you said, kudos to the Chiefs' defense. But Luck just looked really like tentative. And it was weird to see because he had been so aggressive all season. 
while at the same time making a lot of smart decisions. Like he, he looked very cerebral throughout the season, just kind of yeah. long drives, very meticulous, kind of just always keeping the team moving, moving the sticks, that type of thing. But mm-hmm. it really looked like he was just holding back on a lot of throws. Like like you said, probably one thing I noticed the most was the batted balls. Yeah, There was a ton. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Was it. Like, it was so annoying. Yeah, it was like he was either just staring his receivers down so the D linemen were able to get their hands up or – or he was, it kind of just seemed like he was so slow getting the ball out and like just like he was like short arming every yeah. throw. So I, I don't know what was going on with that, but yeah, it, it didn't look pretty at all. And then a really good thing from the Chiefs defense was they held Mac to a lot of short gains. Yeah. So no. we were trying to get that run game going. Like that thought our initial like thought you could tell was like to try to get the run game going. Have like, because I mean, going into the game, yeah, like let's have the long drives that like span out like eight minutes and then go down and score just didn't happen like we no. needed the i understood the game plan going in but like that needed to be adjusted after that first drive like we needed to be in attack mode and, and we didn't see attack mode until that last drive in the second half or the last drive in the first half when vinatieri missed the 23 yarder at the end of it which yeah. was just pitiful um but yeah go on yeah, yeah. Else. so I really think that the Chiefs did, did, like, their front seven probably played their best game of the season. And then, I mean, the secondary didn't really have much to do. Like, receivers were barely getting five yards down the field. Yeah. Like, and they just had defenders glued to them at that point, so. Seriously. And, uh, yeah, that one Ebron drop was really bad. I, I, watching that, it was just kind of brought, brought you back to the old Ebron days. Yeah. The, the Detroit Lions who got him cut. Like, yeah, not, <laughs> not the Ebron not, I want to know. <laughs> Yeah, so, it was just deflating on that first drive too. It was like, oh man, like we like if we get a first down there, who knows? Then we start kind of moving the chains. I don't know. Then then maybe the game plan works, but there's there's a lot of ifs and maybes and if ands or buts in that game. Like if Venetary made that field goal, then that could have been like a two possession game instead of a three possession game, and we could have made it like two possessions. And there's just so many if if ifs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember it was there, like the it was on NBC, so it was Al Michaels and Chris, Chris Collinsworth calling it. And I forget who it was. One of them was like breaking down, like, "Oh man, if he had just made the field goal." And I think it was Chris Collins that said that. And Al Michaels is like, "Yeah, well, you can only have so many ifs. I mean, you have, you have mm-hmm. to go up there and do these things, you know." So it's mm-hmm. kind of a shame because they were there. Like, we could have been in that game. It just we we really just didn't show up, especially offensively. It was just kind of pitiful. Yeah, I think um, to just kind of talk about some of the things that the Chiefs did pretty well. Um, I think that their best. Um, thing that they did on offense was they they really attacked Darius Leonard in a way that like he hadn't been really challenged before because throughout the season like I mean Darius Leonard is a first team all pro player he's like a really good player but his yeah. his like not strong suit I don't, I don't want to say weakness but like his his like lesser area is definitely his pass coverage it's not one of his strengths yeah no it, it's not and um they really exploited um the Travis Kelsey against the Colts yeah. linebackers oh. matchup because, I, I mean, Travis Kelsey's top three, at least, tight ends in the game. You could make the argument he's number one. Yeah. And um, they really, like, it was just dink it. It was just solid, like, 10, 11, 12-yard gains down the field. Mm-hmm. And Mahomes was, I think there was that one play where Mahomes kind of rolled out a little bit and threw, like, back across his body at this, like, low arm angle around the yeah, defensive that was ridiculous. Arm to find Kelsey in the middle. Like, he wasn't even... No, he that wasn't was, even looking at him the whole play, but he knew he was over there, yeah. and he kind of just like slid it that across. That play to was him. insane. Like yeah. it was one of those like side arms, like everyone freaks out on Twitter because mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes. But I mean, it's it's insane watching it. But it's like you, met, this guy was like a shortstop playing baseball. Like that's how like imagine like a shortstop throwing it to first. Like that's kind of how they yeah, throw it, like side arm like that. But it's a football, so it's it a little feel, different. It feels natural. Yeah. 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 Because of that, he oh, man. Just, let's just boast. I mean, I'm gonna boast about Mahomes real quick. Like. He seemed like there's no touching him at some points. Like, holy crap. Like, he can make every throw. Like, there's mm-hmm. no throw. It's like, oh, man, like, if we do this to Mahomes, we, we really got him. It's like, no. He's running around. That's like, oh, baby. Like, now now we got Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, like, running around, like, kind of like uh, ad-libbing on the mm-hmm. on the play. And that's kind of not when they're necessarily at their best, but they still make a lot of plays doing that. Like, because Mahomes' arm can, no matter where, how, like, he's contortioned or whatever, like, it seems like he can get off a throw. And you know what's crazy about that um, play you just mentioned? How he, when he sidearmed it like around the defender, he sidearmed it like around like the offensive lineman, and then like yeah. to Kelsey down the field like 15 yards. 
And you know what's crazy about that? If you watch the replay, it's like um, the camera's like facing Mahomes, like his like his face, like the front mm-hmm. of him. And you see, I forget who was it on the Colts that was on the offense or on the defensive line, but you saw him like he's trying to like rush the quarterback, and then all of a sudden you, he could tell he was about to throw. And linemen are like, oh, I guess yeah. taught like put your hands up. Uh-huh. So it was funny, like you see him like put his hands up to like potentially get a tip. Yeah. And you see Mahomes' goes... arm going like to the side <laughs> and completely like yeah, he looks almost like it. stupid because it was like, oh, you're not even putting your hands in the right spot. Like yeah. he, he would have been better off just leaving his hands where they were, like on the defender. He put him up and Mahomes like going to the side. I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like this is just <laughs> stupid. Cause yeah. I mean I don't know, like, especially just being Colts fan watching Andrew Luck, like, he doesn't, I mean, he's, I love Andrew Luck, it's just, like, he, Mahomes is just kind of different with his arm talent, like, just the way he throws it and stuff, yeah. like, I've never seen anything like it in the NFL. No, it, and the scary thing is, this is, like, his first season. Yeah. So, and watching, if you watched Mahomes throughout the season, like, a good amount of their games, he misses a lot of throws. Mm-hmm. Like, this season, he probably, he could have had, like, 60 touchdowns easy. He, he missed being okay, so I was a Tyree Kill owner in fantasy, so I was very invested. Yeah. He must have missed like at least five free fifty yard bomb touchdowns to yeah. Tyree Kill. Either like Tyree Kill drops them or like Mahomes just yeah misses him altogether, like somehow overthrows Tyree mm-hmm. Kill or something. Yeah. So he he has a like he's not at his ceiling yet. Like that's the yeah, crazy thing. Mahomes, exactly. Mahomes could be like a, I mean he he's looking like a generational talent right yeah. now. And, like, his team is super hot. And, like you were saying earlier, when he gets out of the pocket, I mean, the, especially with the guys on the Colts, like, not really having the best talent, it's really hard to ask, like, defensive backs and linebackers to stick on guys like Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill yeah. for longer than, like, three seconds. Oh, yeah, exactly. So, That's why I was... His mobility just kind of challenges a defense to an extreme that, like, yeah. we don't see with... Andrew Luck as much. Right. Know? And it's like his mobility, it's not even really about him like breaking out, running straight in like a straight line for 10 yards for a first down. He's more like, oh, just getting out of the pocket, like moving within the pocket. He's really good at that, which is something you normally have to like develop over years and years of being a quarterback, which he has been, but years and years of being a quarterback in the NFL. Normally, a lot of like young quarterbacks aren't good at like moving within the pocket and like around. Mm-hmm. Like most just don't. It's I feel like it's a pretty hard concept to understand, but I feel, but also I think he can come naturally to some like or you can kind of like just like sense the pressure in different yeah. areas and you just kind of like have better like peripheral vision and all that you're just kind of more awareness it's mm-hmm. another thing um and i mean he's just you can tell i mean he's a smart guy like he, he's he he's made some stupid passes along the way this season like he had uh like i think he had like 13 interceptions on the season but he's great like i mean 58 touchdowns on the season like you said he, he even missed some touchdowns but yeah it's also think he missed some but the the amount he made that no other quarterback could have made, like the kind of like bounces out a little bit, where it's like uh, I don't think anyone else could have made that throw. But and then there's also the dumb little like push passes that counted as touchdowns mm-hmm. too. So there, there were a few of those, probably like two or three mixed. Yeah, up. I remember those. It, like, it was week one. Week one, there yeah, was like two, ter- ter- and it was great. Well, I didn't start. One. I had Pat Mahomes at fantasy, and I remember I, I think I didn't have him starting week one. But I'm no, like, oh didn't. man, this guy's the <laughs> truth, man. <laughs> Pat Mahomes is so good. Yeah, I mean, speaking of, like, sensing the pressure, uh, the one play that kind of sealed it was Andrew Luck getting strip-sacked yeah. and uh, the fumble. Yeah. And I don't know what happened on that play, but that did not look like Andrew Luck in the pocket. No. He just held the ball for so long, and then, like, he, I'm telling it was you, almost he the, worst, the worst time possible is when he, like, pulls his other, his, his like, non-dominant hand off, off the, ball. the ball yeah and it was just sitting right there for the chief's guy just to take it away yeah it's just like it almost it almost looked like like a like a really bad play by him like usually when you see like blindside strip sacks and stuff it's like oh nothing you could do like you didn't see him but yeah. it almost felt like andrew luck should have seen him there and yeah. like done something so that was really like deflating to watch yeah for no. me. i was like oh that looked so he bad. looked off like all night i mean or yeah, all day, whatever it was, all night, pretty much. Um, I mean, there was there were some moments where I mean, he, he a nice touchdown pass to um T Y down the left sideline. That was sick. That was a really nice throw. Um, I'm trying to think what the other touchdown even was. Oh yeah, two touchdowns were the one the T Y and teams. the yeah the blocked punt. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that block punt, <laughs> that block punt was great. That 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 was like oh my gosh, like we don't even need our offense. Screw that. Like we have we have our special teams defense to get the job done here. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, anyway, my Colts are dead, and the Chiefs move on. 
Moving on to the next game, the next divisional game that happened on Saturday, it was the LA Rams taking on the Dallas Cowboys. The Rams came out on top, 30-22. to Pretty close game. Um, watching it, though, uh, I was watching the game. It it wasn't, it didn't feel that close. I, I feel like, um, I don't know, like... It, I think the, the Cowboys scored a touchdown late to yeah. make it 22, I think. And then they missed the um, yeah, like, two-point conversion. Like, I going into half. happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Going into halftime, it was 20-7 to Rams. And there was kind of like a little bit of a, kind of a comeback in the second half. Uh, sort of. It, it, it's only an eight-point game, but it like the Dallas only led for in the first quarter for, when it was 7-3. to but after a dominant second quarter by the Rams, kind of like sealed the deal. Um, Rams looked good. Uh, we'll see again going against the Saints. But I think their offensive line was playing really well against the Cowboys. That was a big factor. Um, golf wasn't bad. Um, the biggest thing from that offense was seen like CJ Anderson, mm-hmm. which is crazy because he wasn't even. He's been cut twice this year, and now all of a sudden the Rams are making great use of him, even with Todd Gurley back. Um, but I would, uh, I would definitely advise to not really hop on the CJ Anderson train because I could see like all of a sudden next week or this coming week against the Saints, he says like absolutely nothing for, for the record against the Cowboys. He had 23 carries, 123 yards and two touchdowns. Kind of insane. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you have Todd Gurley on your uh, team and that's what CJ Anderson, your backup running back team that's been cut twice this year, that's kind of unprecedented, especially when, and also the Rams, um, the front line did good. They held Zeke to uh, 47 yards and one touchdown. 47 yards is really good. I mean, Zeke was the rushing leader this year in yards. So that they did their job on that. Goff, uh, his stats are underwhelming. No touchdowns, no picks, 186 yards, uh, 5 of 28. Um, completion percentage, nah. Like, he got the, he got the win, so, but I'm not, he wasn't really, he was, he, I wouldn't say he wasn't the reason, but he wasn't, like, the key reason they won the game like it was just kind of like he was kind of there kind of more of a no he was handing the ball off you know <laughs> yeah i mean it almost felt like a game where he really didn't need to yeah like it wasn't like oh you're right it's it wasn't like you're not after looking at this you're not like oh wow Goff really needed to step up it was kind of just like well he just kind of did what the game needed like yeah he just won the game so i mean nothing more you can ask for from your quarterback so <laughs> yeah exactly but um i think the Rams offensive line is really starting to prove that they're like one of the top top lines in the league because um just like kind of I mean we always thought like the Cowboys defense was top like 5 in the NFL like they, they had been yeah, really been good, good all season. It's been good this year, yeah. And um they just kind of dominated them like physically. Mm-hmm. Just kind of ran all over them. Yeah. And um I think to kind of point on the CJ Anderson thing, I I think it's really big with especially with the running backs late in the season, just, like, fresh legs. Yeah, Because, I mean, C.J. Anderson was the backup in to uh, CMC, Christian McCaffrey, in Carolina at the start of the season. And then he's kind of, like, bounced around between a few teams. And um, I don't even remember where he was in the middle. There's a team in the middle. I, forget, I, mean, the I think he was, he was on the Raiders for, like, a day. Yeah, something. yeah. So, sounds stupid. Yeah, so he, he really hasn't had to, like, carry much of a load this season. So mm-hmm. he's really fresh, whereas, like, Todd Gurley's coming off an injury and, like, has had to pretty much carry the load all season. So I think that has a lot to do with it. He just kind of showed a little more spring in his step than, like, yeah. your average running back, like, who's had 200 carries right. this season. From, like, a full season. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a good so, point. I really feel like if they can keep that going, like, that run attack, it's it's really, really dangerous because, like, their well, wide receiving core, which is, like, also really good, hasn't really even had to step up or anything. I mean, Goff missed a couple throws, and I think uh, Brandon Cooks had that one drop in the end zone. Mm-hmm. That would have been a touchdown. So, like, they could have had more. So, I think the Rams look pretty dangerous. Yeah, for sure. And it's crazy. So, C.J. Anderson, like we said earlier, um, had 123 yards and, and two touchdowns. Gurley had 115 yards and one touchdown. Holy mm-hmm. crap. Like, yeah, that's, no, a, that's was, a great running a, performance. They ran all over them. It, yeah. It was crazy to watch. What, what even is that? That's... Over that's like 243 touchdowns combined. Yeah, taking that all day, especially on that Cowboys defense. Mm -hmm. You do that against almost any team, and you're gonna win. Yeah, I mean they could do that next week. We're about to get to that. Uh, I'm gonna go with no. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I think the stats for something was the Cowboys um 
had allowed like one hundred yard rusher all season, maybe. Yeah. And then they allowed two in the same game, so they they kind of they kind of failed uh, when it was most important. <laughs> yeah, so. that's honestly surprising. And then I I think like this is just kind of what you're gonna see from the Cowboys, like even when their defense doesn't play well, like <clears throat> Dak and their weapons offensively are just not good enough. Yeah. Like if if no if they kind of like limit Zeke's production a little bit, like. Dak just can't outright win you a playoff. He was pretty good though. I, I, will, I feel I'll like defend he played good, but like, I just feel like his ceiling is not high enough to where he yeah. can like be the guy who's the reason they win. Like watching the game though, I'm like, like Dak looked. I mean, he looked pretty good. Like I liked. Like, like I thought he was like looking like a franchise quarterback at least in the game. Not enough to win the game, but the Rams are also like they just seem like the better team all around. Like mm-hmm. this rushing performance, like that's just kind of like. You you get that that's a lot in the offensive line too. It's mm-hmm. not just T.J. Anderson being like a great running back. I mean, part of it was he had a really good day, but it's not all just on the running backs. Like they, I think I think the Rams just overall had a better team than the Cowboys. I mean, you asked us that six weeks ago, and we we're like, obviously. So. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, they were the two seed for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Um. All right, so let's just keep moving along here. Uh. Oh. oh the next game. <laughs> the next game. Uh. I am obviously, I'm a Colts fan, so I just kind of despise the Patriots with all my, every fiber of my being. And the Patriots won, of course, pretty much just, I mean, the score, final score, so it was the New England Patriots won 41-28 to against the LA Chargers. Um, it, score makes it look a little closer than it actually was. Uh, they were, it, it was, what is that? Um, the Chargers had seven points in the first half. And the Patriots had 35. Yeah. It was 35 It was 35 7 at, at its at, longest. At halftime. Yeah. At, at its largest gap. The, yeah. The peak uh, differential <laughs> in points. So, and that was, that was the first half. So, kind of just garbage time touchdowns out of the Chargers later. Pretty dominant performance of the Patriots, surprisingly to me. Um, especially after the Chargers put, put up a pretty good um, fight against. Oh, a good game because they won the game against the Ravens. I mean, they were playing against the one dimensional pretty much as of right now, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. So kind of fool's gold seemed like out of that defense, but man, I mean, I've been the Patriots. It's, oh, I mean, we said it on the pod last, um, last episode. We're like, more, neither of us were going to be anywhere near close to picking the chargers just because Pats have a bye week Brady Belichick are still there. They're at home in the divisional round. They're going to win. Like, yeah. that's just every time. And that's been the case the last, I don't know if they've had uh, necessarily had a home game but and a bye week, but the last, this is their, now going to be their eighth straight AFC Conference Championship game. Mind-blowing stat. I mean, that means that they've represented, like, one of the two AFC teams every single year um, for the last eight years. Uh, crazy. I mean, I don't like them. But it's I mean, I, don't, I respect them obviously. Yeah. I, I just hate to watch them win. Like it's just one of those you know those fan things. Like I'm a Colts fan, so I don't like them. Like it's not like I don't respect them, but like man, great performance by them. Surprising to me. I don't know about you, but I was surprised. Um, yeah, I think I was kind of a little bit surprised with the way they did it because it was mostly a rushing attack. Yeah, Michelle looks great. Yeah, uh, finally looking like a first round. I think pick. I think it was really the week off helped Michelle a lot yeah. because he had had those like nagging injuries all season. So I think that that week of rest and then I think I'm not sure, but I, I doubt he played week 17. I feel like they had it there like spot locked up. So yeah, I don't I, even remember. Yeah. I feel like those, the, the, the kind of extended rest for him really helped him. Plus, I mean, he was just kind of like one of the touchdowns was he like punched in from the one. Yeah. So his stats look a little overflated. Yeah. But, it, um, breaking down a few of the stats, really impressive stats from the Pats. Um, Michelle, like we were just mentioning, had 24 carries, 129 yards, and three touchdowns. Three. Um, receiving. Edelman. Big game. Big game from Julian Edelman. Big game from Julian Edelman. Biggest of the season, I'm pretty sure. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Um, he had nine receptions for 151 yards. Um, James White had 15 receptions. I mm-hmm. that I Watching the game, I didn't even realize that, but... Michelle and White look really similar on the field, so it's kind of like, I mean, I mean, you can tell the difference, but because like, um, they're both like short, and one's twenty eight and one's twenty six. Yeah, so, so the, it's like you're not really like look, really looking. It's like which one is that? It's like oh, the Patriots running back. Is right, doing exactly. Well. Just just lump them into one person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can tell one's Rex Burkhead, but that's like about it. Um, Brady, uh, Brady, he had uh, three hundred forty three yards, a touchdown, no sacks. Good job by him and the offensive line. 
um, and 34 completions out of 44 attempts. You know, whatever. <laughs> it really just felt like, like, like there was only one team in this game. Like it was like, oh, the Patriots came out. They had a game plan. They did whatever they wanted with their game plan. Like the Chargers put up almost Seriously. no resistance, and I, I kind of saw that coming in 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 that aspect. I, I kind of saw like the Patriots jumping out ahead early and just kind of yeah. taking a lot of the wind out of. Um, the Chargers sales because being at home like in Foxborough or, or going on the road in Foxborough I should say like especially after the Chargers have been on the road like a lot recently I mean mm-hmm. they just played their their road game in, in Baltimore so yeah traveling back and forth and like playing all these road games in like foreign environments really yeah. I think it just caught up to them and something eventually. on that is um in the time difference not really an excuse because they did play because um a point is they were playing a one o'clock game which is 10 a.m. in L.A., so they aren't normally playing 1 o'clock games. Um, but they, that's no excuse because they played the 1 o'clock game against Baltimore and won that game. So I have no really excuses for the Chargers. They kind of just got outplayed, which isn't surprising. Yeah, no. Uh, like, yeah. Outcoached, outplayed, completely outteamed. Yeah, you could say. It's, definitely it's pretty... outcoached. <laughs> I mean, you could tell, like, you could tell the clear <laughs> difference between Anthony Lynn and Belichick in this game. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's got schooled. Like I've always been of the opinion that Belichick is more responsible for the Patriots' success over the past fifteen years than Brady. Like twenty years now. So, yeah. um, I think this kind of just goes to show further, like, like Belichick just is in a league of his own almost. Like when he has time to prepare, it's kind of it's it's like the the old like Urban Meyer days almost when Urban Meyer was at Florida and they uh, with Tim Tebow and like yeah. they had those uh, successful years back to back to back. Um. It just seems like you give those guys a week to prepare, like versus the other teams, like coach, and they just they just look like it's like there's there's such a gulf in class. Yeah, like it's just so bad. Like he's playing chess, and the other guys are playing checkers. Yeah, like simple Anthony as that. Lynn just seemed like a a, a pup. And yeah, right. Belichick like the the old you know. He neutered him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Anthony Lynn, so I don't mind making fun of him. I feel bad for um seeing the Chargers. I feel bad for Philip um Rivers. Uh he had three touchdowns. Meh. Like he, he had him like late in the game. But he was trying till the end, watching the game like I mean yeah, he, no. you know, he really wanted it. Yeah, you could tell. Um felt bad because you know he really wanted it because he's never been to a Super Bowl and I don't think he's even better than doing an AFC championship game. I can't remember a Chargers team I'm in the AFC Championship. Sure, Maybe once. They they've been really like They've been to no fault of his own. The Chargers have not been wildly successful for yeah. a long time. So. And it's it's I, I don't know. I don't, the Chargers are weird to me because I feel like they have great talent even right now. Like this, like I don't know if it's the coaching. I can't tell because, like I said, I'm not biggest fan of Anthony Lynn because I feel like that that roster right now should be like among like the the Saints and the Rams and the I mean the paths of the world like i don't i don't think that roster is really lacking much talent to like no. not be at like the top echelon like in maybe an afc championship game um because i mean honestly skill wise like breaking down just both um teams player by player the chargers like player against player have to have like better players overall mm-hmm. than the patriots yeah it and at that point it kind of just comes down to well, one's Philip Rivers and Brady. I mean, Brady played really well, too. We got to give Brady some credit here. I mean, it was Belichick was kind of like, picked them pieces, but, like, Brady actually looked really good. Like, I think that, yeah. speaking of the bye week helping Sonny Michelle, I think it helped Brady, too, because he seemed like... You can expect that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all saw this coming. Yeah, like, That's exactly. what we're trying to say. <laughs> to me, it's, though, like, like it's like it's like Belichick is, like, the, the, the brains of, of it, and then the Brady is, like, the, the the sword, you know? Like, right. He's the one who goes out there and executes it, and he's, like, he's like really good at doing that, but, like, Belichick's the one behind it all. Yeah, like... And uh, one comparison I kind of wanted to make was, you were talking about, like, talents on the rosters. It kind of seemed like, so the first, the two games we've talked about now, uh, it seemed like the Colts were kind of the Patriots in that, like, oh, they're, like, kind of less name value on yeah. their team like maybe a little bit less talent overall like whereas the chargers and chiefs are like the uh the weapons teams right, you know? like right. they've got a lot of uh high profile players with really good talent like yeah you know joey bosa derwin james the rookie uh, melvin ingram are a lot of hot names on defense for the chargers yeah. and the the chiefs kind of had that on offense you know 
Travis yeah. Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Even the Chargers offense, Melvin Gordon, Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. um, Mike Oh, Lund. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the, the list goes on. Yeah, exactly. Like, they have a lot yeah, of talented yeah, yeah. players, but the the results of the games were switched around, you know, that that, that really talented um, Chargers didn't yeah. just kind of overtake the... Yeah. It feels like You'd that's kind of like that. the difference between the Colts and the Patriots. You can kind of point to that. It's just like... Yeah. The coaching and kind of like experience. And the Pats, yeah. And the Pats had home field advantage. That's also a huge deal. And the Colts just came off a game in Houston. Like they had to go back to back road games. I don't know. I, I'm hoping next. I mean, we will, I'm sure in a later podcast, get on to like get into like the offseason and breaking down some other teams, like kind of a little bit more in depth. But I'm excited for the Colts um, next season. Like, I mean, we're looking great. Like this is, we overachieved this season from what oh, a lot absolutely. of people thought. So, I mean, everything to be, I'm very proud of our, of the team. Um, but getting one of those bye weeks, I feel like nowadays is crucial. I mean, we saw it in these games, yeah, I mean, like the bye week teams are the only ones left. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> like it, because after wildcard weekend, it was like, oh, like the, um, a lot of, like three of the four away teams won. Like, oh, maybe this year will be different. Yeah. Mm, get to the divisional, and these guys coming fresh off a of bye have seemed to have like either better coaching or more skill mm-hmm. in all these games. It seems like that's just kind of the way the cookie grumbles. Um, moving on to the last and final game. This game, hey, for Actually, second- yeah, I was, I was going to say this game kind of like. It seemed like the it was away the, team had a little bit of a chance. Yeah, you know? no, I mean the, surprisingly. Okay, yeah, so it was uh, New Orleans Saints took on the Philadelphia Eagles. New Orleans won twenty to fourteen. Philadelphia got a quick fourteen points on the board and then went silent the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, New Orleans looked pretty good after that. Um, that first, oh man, like the first play, Drew Brees does a pick. I'm like, oh my gosh, like Nick Foles, it's happening. He's going to, and then they go down. Nick Foles does a has a nice drive, touchdown. Another nice drive, touchdown. I'm like, holy crap! All of a sudden, it's 14-0. Um, and it seemed like things were happening here that were out of our control with the uh, Nick Foles, but um. The mystical arts of Nick Foles yeah, is, honestly, uh, what it looked like. Um, but the New Orleans got it to fourteen ten at halftime, and then held the they held the Eagles scoreless in the second half, along with the second quarter, and um, put up a touchdown, a field goal over the third and fourth quarter, and then ended up being twenty fourteen. Kind of just a grind out game for the Saints. Uh, didn't look like that great to me. I mean, I would still like them. We'll get to that later. Yeah, but uh, like I think. Breeze kind of had a really good gut check moment, um, coming off like having that pick up like I mean, that was like a mm, kind of a took the air out of the room like that first mm-hmm. uh, interception because like oh man like that crowd the suit like the Mercedes Dome had, had just be like popping and then all of a sudden he throws a pick and it's like oh, wait what <laughs> like yeah. this is what this is what we signed up for like we signed up for like the Saints to run through the Eagles, um, and Foles. Uh, you know, we were saying kind of like, oh, he, he had two good drives. Um, he had like a decent, he had an okay game looking back at it. He had 201 yards, one the one touchdown, and two interceptions. So, I don't know. Well, I'm curious to see if he gets like a big contract this offseason. That would be kind of interesting. Um, well, the, the the second interception was that, that Alshon Jeffrey yeah. slipped through his fingers. That so was you also, can't really pin that on. Folks. Yeah, exactly. And so this game was close. I mean, if Alshon Jeffrey makes that catch, you could say, I mean, Theoretically, they keep going to that field and score. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of Eagles fans would say they would have. So, you know, that's just kind of the way it goes. But they also got lucky the week before with the Cody Parkey missed field goal. So, you know, mm-hmm. one week one thing happens in your way, another week something else happens yeah. where it doesn't It go seemed your like way. their luck had kind of balanced out after this game. Yeah. Like, it was kind of, kind of went the way you it deserved to go, almost. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts on the game so, in general? Well, I think it's really scary for the Saints that um that they came out so slow yeah like they just looked like really like unprepared to start the game and they like the, the the eagles just really like took it to them at the start and like surprised them almost yeah. which i feel like if you go back to uh i don't know what year it was but when the saints won their super bowl earlier if it, it kind of felt like the opposite was true like the the saints were kind of the aggressors kind of like striking fast like and quick and like kind of mm-hmm. surprising a lot of people so I think that's kind of scary for the Saints because if they do that, like if, if they do that where they kind of get caught off guard at the beginning of games against like the Rams or the Chiefs, yeah, we could see the Rams or the Chiefs be a lot more lethal with it. Yeah. Whereas like the Eagles kind of took the foot off the gas, you know, slowed down a little yeah. bit. Maybe not like on pur- obviously not on purpose, but like 
they didn't keep producing. They, they didn't put the hammer down. So mm-hmm. I think um, it is a little sketchy for the Saints, but I mean, in the end, they pull it out, and Breeze looked kind of like himself in like the yeah. second quarter and on. So they kind of all came back down to earth and kind of reset. Yeah, and no. regrouped. Mm-hmm. I think um, Michael Thomas obviously looked amazing in the yeah. game. He had, he had a great game. 171 yards. Yeah, he he looks. I mean, we knew he was the real deal, but he looks like a like a Super Bowl winning player type right. thing. Like one of the guys who belongs on a team who could like win the game for you. Yeah, exactly. Like and the make... breeze, the breeze Thomas connection is what's really special. Like they're mm-hmm. really good together. And um, Kamara kind of found his way into the game, whereas yeah. like at the start he was kind of just kind of shut down. They yeah. they kind of did not really big go to games the run. out of Ingram, Ingram or Kamara. I remember no. trying to get Ingram going early, and it's kind of like. Nothing is really going. Kind of a similar look of like Colts with Marlon Mack. It was kind of just like, eh. like they just, it wasn't the move. Like, you got to start getting thrown down the field. Mm-hmm. And I think they realized that, which could be kind of a positive you take from the game. Like, Sean yeah. Payton and Breeze kind of yeah. adapted mid game and that's, came up with a game plan. That's a big thing in the NFL. Like, a lot of coaches, um, coaches and players, being able to adjust on the fly. Like, oh, your game plan didn't, didn't work out. Like, it's not happening. What are you going to do now? Are you going like, to stick to it? Are you going to make adjustments? And the Saints, I mean, even though it wasn't a very pretty win for them, it was an impressive win in the sense that they were down 14-0. And after that point, it was 20-0 them, and they didn't let the Saints, or they didn't let the Eagles do anything else no. from that point. Um, I don't know. I, I, I still like the Saints going to the conference championship game. And I think this almost was a little bit of a wake-up call for them, just like that first that first, I mean, after the first fourteen point punch in the mouth at the beginning of the game, they were they were pretty good the rest of the game. They got the mm-hmm. job done. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, it, I feel like it just kind of took a little. It took a like a lot to get to just to stop the Eagles' magic. Like they finally stopped it. Like the Eagles had won what like four or no, yeah, like four straight playoff games at that point, including last year's Super Bowl. So like with Nick Foles at the head, so it kind of just took something to finally put them down in the dirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. Like that, 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 those 14 points at the beginning of the game were kind of like the last little spurt of Nick Foles' magic that right. they had. And it was and a running touchdown. That, it was the second out. one. Mm. Yeah. Second touchdown of the game was a one yard rushing touchdown for Nick Foles. Mm. Which, I mean, hey, Nick Foles, man, just keep boosting those stats. I think somebody. Nick Foles is definitely going to get a contract, mm. like a good one, and he's going to be a starting QB because. Oh, for sure. You don't, like, like you can't say, because Wentz kind of hasn't been as good as people kind of thought he would be after that first season yeah the second season so i mean it was what was it It was his second season where he was looking like an like mm-hmm. he was he was the front runner for mvp before he towards acl and then this year comes back never never got back to where he was um oh. kind of feel bad for the guy because it just never seemed like he got back to that point um he seems injury prone to me i mean you hate to yeah. say it like you know players he can't is, control though, that I mean, or anything but it seems like he just can't stay on the field, so it's kind of just becoming a fact. I mean, he's had like pretty much two season-ending injuries the last two seasons. This one, yeah. he's never got an IR. It was still like kind of no. A he, he he could have come back if they had advanced. I think is what they were saying. They were saying that, but I don't know what they would have done then. Like I think they should have stuck with if they kept were kept winning games with Foles. You can't go away from him, especially yeah, exactly. after last season. Like right, you're gonna really like take the chance on yeah exactly giving that up. So the Eagles, I feel like would have had a great shot if they played the Rams. If they played the Rams, yeah, you think. I think maybe yeah. I mean, in LA, like whatever. You you went and beat the Saints in the Mercedes Dome, and all of a sudden in like the LA Coliseum, they, like the fans went that no, crazy yeah. there. I mean, and the Saints and the Rams played well, but still. I mean, besides the point, because we yeah. don't know. They they Saints won, they advanced, and now they're heading to. Well, they're heading home, but now they're heading to the um, NFC Championship game. So let's get into this weekend: Conference Championship Week, NFC Championship, AFC Championship. The NFC Championship is on Fox at 3.05 on Sunday, January 20th. Uh, LA Rams take on New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. They're the number one seed, um, number one seed, number two seed. Uh, I'll go through both games, and then we'll talk. We'll, talk, we'll get into both. Um, second game is the AFC Championship game uh, between the New England Patriots against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. They are also the number one seed to the Patriots being the number two seed. It is also on Sunday the 20th, and they start on CBS at 6.40 p.m. Now, uh, I feel like this is what we expected going into the playoffs, who would be in the conference championship to a certain degree. I mean, obviously, they're the this is like what odds makers would have as the conference championship. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping for the Colts to sneak in there playing uh, 
playing the Pats, which would be insane, but uh, oh well. Um, the Eagles were threatening there against New Orleans, but, you know, these this was the favorites to get in. Seems like home field advantage plays a big part in these, yeah. these playoff games, like, clearly. And the bye week. Like, all these teams had bye weeks getting into the divisional round, and all of them won. So, starting with the Rams and the New Orleans game, the line right now is uh, New Orleans uh, has three-and-a-half point favorite to win. So, I mean, these are, they're both pretty close. And then um, New England against Kansas City is three points. So the line's kind of insignificant. It's, they're not, like, nothing's really sticking out to me. I mean, no. three, three and a half, like, eh, like okay, sure. People <laughs> expect it to be a close game, which, I mean, as you get further along in the season, you can kind of expect. Because, you know, the competition level, these are the four best of the best. Right. Are, and unlike the NBA, the NFL is pretty balanced. So, mm-hmm. like, there is no teams that really are like overwhelmingly favored. Yeah, they're not doing right. anything. So yeah, I think I think that's a testament to the NFL. You know, they keep things kinda balanced and exciting. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. Right. Any of these teams could win. And the thing in the NFL like that the NBA doesn't have is that um it's only one game. Mm-hmm. Like it's not in the end in the NBA um playoffs it's a seven game series. So like normally the best team's gonna come out on top. Rarely does the like lesser team win a series just because there's seven games to sort it out. That's why March Madness is fun in the NCAA tournament because mm-hmm. it's it's just one game. Like all of a sudden you have one bad day, boom, the lower seed advances. Like yeah, that's what's exciting. That's what's fun about the NFL too. That's what's really fun about Game Sevens in the NBA because those are always insane and it's always after like a long series. So it's like really the stakes kind of like raised because of that. At least in my opinion. But anyway, back to the Rams and Saints. Um, starting off with just the quick prediction. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Saints. Not even really based off last week. I mean, we talked about how they make good adjustments, but just because I think there will be a very different game than the game against um, the Eagles. This is uh, the Saints previously won against the Rams earlier this season in New Orleans. Um, it was that was when both teams, I think, or no, the Saints started with a loss, but uh, it was like Saints only had the one loss and the Rams were undefeated, and the Saints can't mm-hmm. hand them the first loss of the season. So yeah. the Saints have proven they can beat the Rams, but that was also like weeks and weeks ago. Uh, so they're two different teams now. I mean, to to a certain degree, anyway. Um, I think Pate. I, I think they match up well against them. I think they can get. I think they're both really good teams. But I think because of the how much talent both teams have, a lot of things and and how equally talented they are at certain positions. Like they both have really good wide receivers. They both have really good running backs. They both have. I mean. Defensive line for the Rams is a big... I mean, Aaron Donald, just in general, is an advantage in any football game. Just having him on your team is a benefit. But um, I think a lot of the game might come down to Breeze versus Goff. Like, what quarterback is going to yeah. uh, outduel the other? Mm. And all day, every day, and twice on Sunday, I'm taking Drew Breeze over Jared Goff. Yeah. I don't care if he's rising or whatever. I mean, and especially because this year's Drew Breeze has proven he's not not washed up at all. Like he's still a great quarterback, and Goff has been shaky in some big games, especially against like the Bears earlier this season, where he threw like two or three picks. So I think because of the way they match up, a lot of things may cancel out. We saw the Rams. The Rams running attack scares me after that Colts or the um, Cowboys game, just because that was a pretty dominant performance. But like I said earlier, CJ Anderson might just kind of disappear this game. Who knows? You're not going to get that same production like out of uh, CJ Anderson every week, especially not after a bye week. This is, this is, you know, the next week you're playing a football game in new Orleans. Those Mm -hmm. fans are going to be crazy too. So I, I see why it's three and a half um, favored by them. Not, not, not a lot because I think they're pretty favored, but I definitely give the nod to the Saints. If I had to come up with a score, I'd say kind of high scoring, maybe like like 28-24. Not that high scoring, but mm-hmm. like they, they put up put up some points. Yeah. Nothing uh, too low. You really like <laughs> took the took my thoughts right out of my head with yeah. that. I was gonna I was gonna say almost the exact same thing, you know, like a lot of the these teams seem pretty evenly matched, and then it was just gonna come down to golf versus breeze. Right. Like that that was gonna be my argument. So I think Breeze does have the advantage in that mark, but I could also see the game going the other way. Like I, I can envision both yeah. both scenarios. Like if we have kind of a similar to to last week's scenario where like the Saints kind of fall flat at the beginning, the Rams like pounce on them. Right. I think the Rams have enough firepower offensively as compared to the Eagles, where like yeah. they could just kind of stretch the lead to where it's too much. But at the same time, if I had to give a prediction, I would say the Saints are going to win, based like 
largely on the fact that Drew Brees is their quarterback. Yeah. Like, I think that's a really big advantage for them. He has a lot more experience than Goff, and he's just, like, more proven. So, I mean, I'm more afraid of, um, going back to last week, I'd be more afraid of Foles than Goff, which is, I don't know if it's stupid to say, but personally, yeah, playoff, yeah. I mean, playoff Foles, I feel like just kind of like, he's just scary, man. You don't want him with the ball in his hands with like a two minutes left and a couple timeouts and down six. Like that, that's one of, that's honestly one of the top quarterbacks I do not want <laughs> in a playoff game with the ball in his hands, like, which is crazy to say, but it seems like Foles is just kind of one of those guys that just shows up at the right moments. And like, oh, like that drive against the Bears in the wild card game. It's like just cool, calm, collected. Like you just, you just had a feeling it was just gonna happen. Like boom, 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 completion, 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 driving down the field. I don't know. Anyway, that's kind of yeah, besides no, the point. I, 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 I would probably agree with that. But at the same time, I think Golf probably doesn't have to have as good of a game because their running attack is a lot better mm-hmm. than the Eagles. So uh, yeah, I could see Gurley having a really big impact on this game. I think. Um, Mostly, what I would guess is like a really big key to the Rams' success would be getting um, Gurley out of the backfield, mm-hmm. like uh, on some screenplays or like just kind of in the flat throws. If they can get Gurley in space, because the Saints' defense, believe it or not, like Saints have never been their calling card has never been defense. But yeah. I am not exactly sure, but I'm pretty sure the Saints have not allowed a hundred yard rusher this entire season. Really? So uh, yeah, like they're. They've had arguably the best rushing defense this entire season. So I don't think that even with like the Rams offensive line, which we just saw pound pound on the Cowboys, Mm -hmm. I don't think that they're going to have that type of success. So it is going to fall a little bit more on the shoulders of Goff and we'll see how he does with that. I'm taking those odds all day. Yeah. I'm taking Breeze over Goff because I just think. And we'll see if it really comes down to that. Like you never know. Yeah, no. Man, like it, I think if you're the Rams, like you really want that running game to you want it to be the kind of the same sort of game plan you had against the Cowboys. Cowboys who were great, um, like defense against the run too. Yeah. So like maybe they can work something out. It's feasible. I mean, I the CJ Anderson girly thing could be like a real thing. Like I, I'm saying, like you may not hear of CJ Anderson, but who knows? Maybe they're onto something here. Like maybe this whole tandem like backfield. I don't know. CJ Anderson out of nowhere. All of a sudden, we're talking about for the NFC he Championship. He did it two weeks in a row. To, to be fair, CJ Anderson yeah. did start um, week 17 as well. And yeah. he, Gurley was out for a few weeks there. Like, Gurley, I think I think in Anderson in week 15 and 16 also had really good games because in one of my fantasy championships, I had CJ Anderson on my bench, and he had, like, a really good day, like 150 yards and a touchdown or yeah. something. So, uh, like you did say with the bye week, that could have a little bit of impact on mm-hmm. it, but... We'll see. We'll see what, how. And Anderson you know, does. because he had a big game last week, they're got to be planning against him, especially this good running defense. Like, we'll see how the game. Like we were talking about earlier, we'll see how these game plans go. Like, yeah, it, this one definitely might be on fly adjustments. And um, nothing. Something we hadn't mentioned is uh, um, McVeigh versus Sean Payton, kind of a young upcoming head coach versus Sean Payton, who's been around for years and years. Um, yeah, it's funny because Sean Payton was at one point that like. Like the Sean McVay of the league. Right. He was like the guy who came up with like these really interesting offensive ideas. Right. Like this this mastermind kind of of offense. Yeah. And now McVay is like the yeah. third version. Of- and Sean Payton's like, you know, he's the guy that's like, you know, kicked the onside kick in the Super Bowl and all that stuff. Like takes like yeah. calculated risks, like that that fake punt against the mm-hmm. Eagles, all that stuff. Yeah, no, and You see a little bit play. of that. In, yeah. And you see a little bit of that in, in McVay. And to the point that we were we've we both agreed on that could be a bit of a cancellation too. I yeah. mean, maybe, maybe it won't be, and maybe we'll see one and take over the other. And, um, so we're both predict- predicting the, um, the saints, saints to win. Yeah. And I didn't, I, I feel like we're probably going to have the same opinion on both these games. I, I thought we definitely would for this game. Um, we'll see. If um, I had to give a score for this game, I, I would go a little bit lower scoring actually than you. I, I would say like maybe 27-21. I think you said what? 28-24. Yeah, so I, I'd take the Saints 27-21. It's a good little bit lower. Yeah, just just a little bit. I, I, I think ultimately you can also point to the Rams defense as like like they have big name players, but kind of Mar- like the Marcus Chargers. Marcus Peters wants the Saints. Uh, and I Marcus don't know. Peters has been like, I mean, I don't like the guy personally, but. Even just like looking at his games this season, he has not been great. No, he didn't he, play good against no, the Saints. No, he's he's like not like he's a, he's a lot of talk, yeah. not a lot of like tape. Yeah, like, exactly. He doesn't perform as well as he should. Like Talib coming back has been good, but he hasn't been. Talib has not been as 
like early season Talib was yeah. like locked down defender, like in the playoffs and kind of late in the season he he wasn't that as He's dominant. Been that great, yeah. Yeah. So I think um, the Cowboys receivers had pretty good days. Yeah, I think Breeze versus Rams defense is going to be a lot easier to attack than Goff versus the Saints, Saints defense. defense. Yeah, personally, I I just think that like like Aaron Donald will have an impact, but I think the Saints offensive line is good enough to kind of hold him off a little bit as yeah. to having like he'll he'll have a good impact I, I foresee Donald having like two sacks probably yeah like, probably I mean he's just a beast yeah he, he he's just he, kind of like you have to you have to expect that if you're the yeah coach. you he's have like, to just like concede two yeah. sacks like you know he's gonna blow up like two three four five plays like yeah. a certain amount but at the same time I think the Rams big weakness on defense is their linebackers like uh-huh. if you think of it like who are the Rams linebackers like they don't have any big names at linebacker and like Breeze is Breeze is like the ultimate middle of the field attacker right. for me. Like he he's so good at finding like these random tight ends like Josh Hill and yeah. or Michael Thomas running across the middle. Like it just feels like he always finds like 10, 12, guy. 15 guys down. Yeah. Like even Michael Thomas, he he likes oh, yeah. Ma- like Michael Thomas across the middle of the field I think will be a big matchup. Yeah. Like big focal mm-hmm. big focal point. So that's why I would take the Saints is because I think yeah. that matchup versus the defense is a lot easier. Yeah, and something just to play a little devil's out devil's advocate not really but just let's say the rams win i mean this could be like a big moment for mcveigh and for Goff. so like we're saying we're taking the breeze all all day which i still am but let's just i can foresee a world where all of a sudden like golf goes for like 353 touchdowns and looks like holy crap he's like the new like coming quarterback that'd be shocking but just imagine that 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 could be this could be a big moment for them. Yeah, I don't it see could, it happening. It could be Jared Goff's coming out party. Like, yeah, we've seen him be like. I mean, earlier in the season when the the Rams were undefeated on their like whatever nine or ten game win streak, uh, Goff looked like really like a possibly an MVP candidate. You yeah, know? I mean, like he was he was dealing out there that and, game against the Chiefs and the, the the greatest game of all time or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Well, some people have deemed that anyway. I mean, it was a great game, not not Monday Night Football, but like he looked great in that game. Like it was yeah. like, holy crap, like him and. Him and Mahomes, like, we're just going at it. And it was like, wow. But golf's kind of falling off a little bit. So, I mean, if he if he puts up a great performance, I mean, I'll be shocked. But it be it, might, it could be pretty cool to see. I'd rather see the Saints win just because I'm kind of rooting for them, too. And yeah. I don't think they're going to win. But if that's the case, I mean, that, that could be a pretty cool storyline coming out of the game. It would be a real changing of the guard, which I think you yeah. can also, like, we'll get into it. But the AFC game is also oh, kind of yeah. in that. I feel like it's way more in the AFC yeah, game. Yeah, but, like, I mean, if you think about it, Peyton and McVay and Breeze and Goff, like, that, in the NFC, yeah. that's, like, the big, the top two. Yeah. The Saints have kind two. of, the thing, the, the, we're about to get into the AFC in just a second. But in the NFC, like, the Saints, like, yeah, I see that, but they've, They've also been kind of shaky throughout the years. Like yeah, they, they, but I mean, when you think about like who's the most prestigious quarterback in the right. NFC, like Rodgers, but now like Rodgers and like kind of. I mean, Breeze is now has all these records. And stuff. I would say Breeze is. I rank Breeze above Rodgers all time. Yeah, but that's just me. So, I think the Peyton Breeze connection and like the McVeigh Goff connection is what you're really comparing yeah. here. Right. So the that duo. would be it would be that changing of the yeah. guard. Like, no, I agree. Breeze and Peyton have been the the top flight head coach quarterback duo for the longest yeah. time in the nfc all right well let's hop into the next changing of the guard potentially between the uh, new england patriots and the kansas city chiefs where i kind of went through the whole little rundown here uh chiefs Vegas has them as three, a three-point favorite this is in kansas city so probably another cold game it's, it's at 640 like i mentioned earlier so it's gonna be pretty chilly out there um yeah. i don't see that being a huge factor in the game though just no, because new england yeah it's not like it's not the colts going out there where we always just crumble under the cold which is <laughs> or the rams yeah, the Rams, if the Rams had to play in Kansas City, that would be. Yeah, but they're they're not going to. But like, no, no. The if, they, if they met, they'd um, yeah. the Super Bowls in Atlanta, I believe. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So um, oh um, I guess what's happened predictions. We can get kind of into the conversation with like the, what you say, changing of the guard. Um, quick prediction. Of course, I'm going Chiefs here. <laughs> uh, I don't. Even, I I don't even really need my head. I can use my head though too because I think they're gonna win using my head too. But just based off my heart. Hate the Patriots. <laughs> I really like Mahomes. I didn't. I like Mahomes. Three hundred and sixty-four days out of the year, I just didn't like him that one time he was playing the Colts. But uh, every, other, I mean, I still like was in awe watching him, but just wasn't happy about it happening. Every other day, I'm I'm excited about it because I really like him. Just such a such a fun new player in the NFL. Like mm-hmm. he's. I love players in the NFL that are kind of like 
they're not like NBA players, but they kind of they they really like shine in the spotlight, and they kind of like have they just have like, a growing brand to them. Like they're mm-hmm. they're they're people that you see on like Bleacher Report and stuff like that. Like normally on Bleacher Report, like like House of Highlights, you're seeing a bunch of uh, like you know dunks and all that stuff from the NBA. Like Pat Mahomes, like every time he plays, it's like oh here's him like no look pass sidearm running around running around running around left launching hand. it yeah left <laughs> hand throwing it like eighty yards down the field. He's just so fun to watch and. I think they match up well, and especially in Kansas City. I mean, Andy Reid, this is a big test for Andy Reid, man. Like, this is, I mean, if Reid wins this game, like, that's huge for him. Because, like, the Pats, they've been here as we've been over. Like, this is, like, this is their, like, I don't know. This is their comfort zone, being in the Ace Championship game. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily on the road. They've been, they've had less success on the road. They lost, like, in Denver. I remember that was that was nice. Um, so, and that's also a thing. that the, I think the Chiefs being on um, at home is potentially my biggest factor in this game. Like, I think if the Pats were at home, I think the Pats would win, genuinely. Mm-hmm. And I think if the Chiefs are at home, I think the Chiefs are going to win. So, like, that's not necessarily all it comes down to for me, but like we were kind of saying with the um, Saints and uh, Saints and Rams game, there's a lot of canceling out. Not, I mean, that's the thing with the Patriots, though. It's like, you can't, it's hard to cancel things out and, and be like, oh, they're much, like... Because the Chiefs have a lot more weapons than the Patriots, clearly, mm-hmm. overall. Like, I mean, just kind of across the board. Um, but just Brady and Belichick, man. Like, the, the, you know it's going to be a fight. They're not going to go down. Like, it's not. they're not going to go down with the Colts. I can tell you that right now. Like, no. it's going to be a close game. Patriots are going to have their will sometimes. That Chiefs defense, I, I mean, we'll see if they really show up like they did against the Colts. Yeah. Um, and, we'll, and we'll see if it was the Colts, like, just kind of choking it. Or if it was the Chiefs defense really having a new... Kind of like a second breath of the season, really having a like a ending the season like playing well as the defense after having a uh, pretty bad overall season uh, this entire year. But uh, man, it I think it's gonna be a close game. Um, just getting to a score, oh man, I kind of lower. I think it's gonna be like oh, I'd say it's like twenty three twenty. Close and just like right, right at the bottom of those twenties, man. It, it could, it could go down to like a last field goal. Honestly, mm-hmm. I could see that happening. How about you? Uh, I hate to say it, but I think the Pats take it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh. And it's just like, like, like. Okay, so one thing I, I want to, I really want to touch on is if the Pats do win this game, and like I've said, I think I, I think they will. Mm-hmm. Um, like how? It's just how did they win this game? That that's what you have to talk about. Like yeah. the Chiefs are completely stacked. Like they look so good, and the Patriots this season have like, I mean, if you watch their games, like they haven't been as convincing as dominant as you would think. So if they do win, it's like dang, they were vulnerable. Like the Patriots did not look as stellar this uh, season, and they still pulled it out. And it's just the Belichick Brady. Ultimately, thing, man. like I just can't see. I I can see a world where the Chiefs win. Yeah, but like I know what you're saying like it just <laughs> to make a Marvel reference here. If I were Doctor Strange, looking at all the possible outcomes of this game, <laughs> I think the majority of them would have the Patriots winning. Yeah. So because I like I, I disagree, <laughs> but I just I don't know. I, I I would agree if like I said, if the New England was at home, but because they're on the road, even though it's cold, just the crowd and everything, just like mm-hmm. being more familiar with everything. Like, it's not really a question, my point with being home in the road is just your um, lesser players are more comfortable on the road and stuff, mm-hmm. and like, or are at home. Like, the Sony Michels and the James Whites and of the world, like, they're they're a little less comfortable when you're going into Arrowhead than you would be at home. Like, they yeah. know that place, they're very familiar with that place. Um, I think Brady will be great. I, I expect him to be just stellar, honestly. Like, I, I could see this, I, I set a lower score, but I mean... Oh, I, I would be very down for, like, a Brady-Mahomes shootout that ends with Mahomes yeah. somehow winning it. That would just be so hype. If like, I had to predict a score, I, I would say it's high scoring. I'd take the Patriots 37-31. Jeez. So, really high scoring. But um, I think it'll be one of those games where just kind of neither defense is playing very well. Yeah. Like, the offenses are just dueling yeah. it out, going down the field. And, yeah. I don't know. But would... at the end of the day, I think, like, it'll come down to maybe the Patriots have a good like big special teams play or or like a defensive play but i think at the end of the day it'll come down to like one or two stops and yeah whereas the the patriots just kind of i think something going down the field yeah 
I think I'm going for your argument too is um just nerves. Mahomes has never been here before. Brady's been here seems like every year a hundred yeah. times. Like he this the experience is on the in the on the path side for sure. I mean Always. just like yeah exactly. I, but it, we'll just see if I mean I'm hoping for it and I, I've. You, I'm, you're hoping for it too, but you just. I'm think. hoping for it. Yes. Yeah. Like Mahomes, like the I passing of the, the torch. Yeah. Like a passing of the torch to Mahomes would be great. <laughs> like that would be. Yeah. Stellar. And but I think I think ultimately it's just too much to ask. Like yeah. you, in, in in basically year one, like he played <clears throat> one game last season in Mahomes' essentially rookie year. Yeah. He's like a retro freshman. I, yeah, I'd say it's just or too sophomore. too much to to ask for. For Mahomes, yeah, like, like you just can't like to go against Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time, and beat them with Belichick. Yeah, like even See, though they're at home, yeah, like, yeah. that is a big thing. I, I think it will like factor in. Yeah, but um, I just think it's too much to ask, and I think at the same time, like Tyreek Hill could have an off game, and then like mm, yeah. one thing I think you can kind of one one thing you can. <laughs> really give to Belichick is that he's very good at taking away at least like one big thing. Yeah. He always does opposition. Right. His game plans. Like what I I think will happen is Travis Kelsey will kind of be taken out of this game. Like I could see that happening where just like the game plan and kind of the way they, they kind of shape their defense. And I think that'd be smart. Take away Kelsey. Yeah. Because you know, if, if you can kind of take away Kelsey and then get a decent amount of pressure on Mahomes. He won't be able to find Tyreek Hill as much or, like, the running backs out of the backfield, and, and that could have a big impact. Yeah, that's a good point. I could see that happening, and I that, I think that's probably his game plan. Cause yeah, that, Kelsey, that's, like, their win condition. Yeah, the because, Patriots. yeah, you're right. Belichick always tries to find one person that he thinks is the most important and just take it away completely. Mm-hmm. Even if it opens things up somewhere else, he's like, I'll live with that. Like, have yeah. that, let that other person beat me. When in this case, it's Tyreek Hill and everyone else on the team. But... The, Oh man, that, that was kind of a good point because I could see that happening. And Hill was not much of like a you know a possession guy. He's kind of just like a big play person. Mm-hmm. He's not the guy you're looking for on third down when you need like seven yards. Like that's <laughs> when you need it's Kelsey time. Like you, you need to be open like ten yards down the field. Kind of make something happen, and it could happen. Um, they definitely need to get pressure on Mahomes. That's got to be a big point because you give that guy time. You're not gonna be. You can't hold Kelsey. No, no, Hill. no. Like, you can't. It has you. I think that, but. That, but the Patriots this year, even though they lost Chandler Jones not too long ago, the Patriots have been really good at a defense with yeah. like rushing the passer. Trey Flowers is an emerging star in this league. Like he is, I mean, he's an upcoming free agent. He is going to get paid. Yeah, Trey Flowers is going to get paid. He, I can see him having a monster game. Like yeah. just like maybe not even on the stat sheet, just like how he impacts the game. Right, like, that defensive line like just hampering Mahomes a lot. Yeah, on defense, the stats are kind of like. Eh. Like, yeah, no. It's but, really just like eye test. Mm-hmm. I can I see that happening. Oh man, <laughs> I'm praying to God that Pat has don't pull it out. And I think it's gonna be a close game. I think it'll be a little low scoring. I think it'll just kind of be. It could be snowing. Like, it, yeah. Who knows? That could be a factor. Like, if mm-hmm. there's is there's like if there's like a lot of precipitation, like that could be that could be a big factor in this game that we're not really expecting. If no. it's like you know clear skies and it's like really cold, and eh, then we'll see a little more. But these colder games, I mean. Then again, the Chiefs were kind of marching up and down the Colts at the beginning of the game in the, yeah. in the snow, so they're capable. I could see a scenario where like the Chiefs kind of do that same thing where they kind of like bounce out to a quick lead, um, and then Brady kind of just like slowly but surely gets back in the game, and they just kind of come back, and it could be close mm-hmm. at the end. That's kind of more what I'm predicting. Kind of a quick a quick jump from the Chiefs, um, pop up early. Um, they kind of like the Patriots kind of, you know, get back to earth, bring the bait. Get, get the game back up to where it's close and then kind of grind it out in that like fourth quarter or something. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know. I think like this nerves will be involved. The cold could be a factor. I just don't, I don't feel comfortable predicting a high scoring game, even though I'm kind of rooting for one. Cause I think that'd be really fun. I think it will be a fun game to watch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Especially with, I mean, if a 37 to 31 score happens, that's yeah. gonna be an exciting. <laughs> that'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, so that's it. I have the saints winning heading to the super bowl against the chiefs. And Matt Scootman Jones has the Saints playing the Pats. That'd be, I mean, screw the Patriots, but <laughs> I mean that'd be fun because it'd be Breeze against Breeze Brady. Brady. Yeah, and Belichick see, and Peyton. See, okay, so one thing I'm kind of rooting for is that matchup because I am a big Drew Brees guy, and I think if he beats Brady in the Super Bowl, that could like 
Put it him re- above. Put him above Brady all time. Above I, Brady. I like I like Breeze. <laughs> no I like way. Breeze as going above Brady all time oh, by the time he retires. Oh, and I think this is the no first way. step. This first <laughs> little step. He's gonna have every stat. I think you could put him above like Montana? No. Uh, no. Not if you don't put him I, above Brady. I feel like Breeze isn't even like that high. In oh. in a lot of people's minds, I'm not saying yeah. necessarily in mine, but like, like there's no way all of a sudden he beats Brady, who's 41, and like an kind of like this team shouldn't even really begin the Super Bowl. Like looking at their roster. no, but like I said, I think it's Belichick. No, yeah, I agree. I still think Brady is the goat right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think Belichick is who you can really point to for their success. Breeze, Breeze pulled a city out of hell. Yeah, he pulled them out of a post. Hurricane Katrina hell and won the Super Bowl. Yeah. If he goes in and beats Brady in the Super Bowl and then then accumulates all these like records that he's already getting, yeah. I think there's an argument to make. And I want to make that argument someday. <laughs> so that's what I'm oh, rooting for. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. But hey, we might see it. And according to your predictions, we will. So thanks for joining me. This was fun. Yeah. Uh, I'll see you next time to talk about the Super Bowl matchup. Holy crap. Yeah, not That's, too far away. Yeah. Exciting. Oh, are we going to talk about the Pro Bowl? I don't really want to. We're going to have two weeks <laughs> talking about the Super Bowl. I don't know. Maybe you guys can let us know what you guys want to talk about because we're going to have a nice little break for the NFL. Maybe we can talk about like... um Some early Yeah, like off-season stuff. stuff. Yeah. That's, probably, that's probably what we'll do. Um, but yeah, let us know. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks, Scoop, man. Thanks for joining me. Mm-hmm. No problem. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the sixth episode of the Double Down Debates podcast presented by Open Book Sports. I hope you enjoyed. And make sure to head on over to openbooksports.com to check out our latest stories, and you can even find this podcast there. Stay tuned for a new Dope Down Dates podcast coming very, very soon. I hope you'll join us. And remember, have a great day, and make sure to come back for more.